Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honourable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and have and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure, it is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds, shows no favoritism, and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what other people have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. Now, since this is my first time preaching here, I thought it was wise to keep things simple. Uh, So this will be a three-point sermon. Uh, So hopefully it'll be easy to follow. Uh, My first point, what is true wisdom? My second will be, what is wisdom like? And the third, how can I grow in wisdom? So first of all, what is true wisdom? In this passage, James says there are many, there are different types of wisdom, especially mentions heavenly wisdom and demonic wisdom. But there are other types of wisdom also. First is what we called, could call a natural wisdom. Now I have in my book of wisdom, in my bag of wisdom, a little book of wisdom, <laughs> which was lent to me by my next door neighbour Billy. So uh, thanks for that, Billy. Um, it's called The Ways of Wisdom. And it contains gems like, as long as you live, keep learning how to live. That's by a, a Roman philosopher. <laughs> Uh, called Seneca. Um, My wife likes collecting bits of wisdom. So I I do have here in this bag Debbie's book of wisdom. (laughs) On page 101 we we have this bit of wisdom. Using humility and wisdom in all we say and do, listening intently and taking heed, these are the stuff of things that change hearts and situations. That's one of Debbie's own bits of wisdom. So 
maybe have a look at that later. And as a boy, I liked learning proverbs, like a rolling stone gathers no moss, or a stitch in time saves nine. I, did, I was not always sure what they meant, but I found them in comics and other places where you often had to work out a little puzzle to find the missing words. And we're going to try a simple version of that today. So here we are. Here's some proverbs. And there's nothing like a bit of audience participation. So the first one, actions speak louder than? Words. You know, I think James would have really liked that proverb. I think that's probably be his favorite one. Um, too many cooks spoil the broth. Better late than never. You're doing well. Honesty is the best, best policy. Very good. Next one, pride comes before a fall. Before a fall, yeah. There we are. Um, so, and the last one, Brad, bad company corrupts good character. Now, I don't know whether you know, but the last two of those are actually in the Bible. The first one, Pride Comes Before a Fall, is actually a quote from the book of Proverbs, chapter 16. And bad company corrupts good character is also in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 15. But these words were actually written by a Greek poet who lived about 300 years before the Apostle Paul. So some natural wisdom is even quoted in the Bible. In human society, however, we also find something more sinister, something James describes as earthly, unspiritual, and demonic wisdom. So my second type of wisdom is satanic wisdom or demonic wisdom. That means influenced by the devil. So how about this piece of wisdom? It's okay to trample over people to get what you want in life. Well, the ultimate example of trampling over other people to get what you want occurred in, on Black Friday 2008 at this Walmart store, in, which is in Long Island, New York, um, when a 34-year-old temporary employee was trampled to death in a rush of thousands of early morning shoppers as he attempted to unlock the doors of the store. The employee was reportedly stepped on by hundreds of people, while video showed uh, more than a dozen people got knocked over in the stampede of people trying to get into the store. Oh, you may say, that's, that's obviously wrong, that's not something I would do. But James accuses his readers, you want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. Now, James is probably not talking about uh, literally killing other people, but having that sort of murderous attitude in our hearts where we stop at nothing to get what we want. And although trampling on people obviously sounds evil, other bits of demonic wisdom are more subtle. How about this one? Shop like a billionaire. Now, this if you don't know, this is a, a phone app for 
for shopping. Um, it actually sounds quite attractive, doesn't it? But uh, behind this piece of wisdom lies greed and having a lifestyle that is all about wanting what other people have. The latest iPhone, for example, whatever it may be. I must admit to have fallen into this trap myself by ordering far too many things than actually needed. So I had to decide to permanently delete the app off my phone. James says, you are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. What about the next piece of wisdom? I did it my way. Anybody recognize this gentleman? Frank Sinatra? I knew Marion would know. <laughs> yes, you may not see me looking quite so young as that, but that's Frank Sinatra who actually popularized, popularized the song, I Did It My Way. Well, there's a little bit of truth in this. God's not against us behaving as individuals, but below the surface of I Did It My Way lies an arrogance and a rebellion. It has to be my way, not God's way. If it's a choice between my way and God's way, it's going to be my way. James says, selfishness is not God's kind of wisdom. In fact, all these bits of demonic wisdom have at their heart the self-centered life, the selfish life. It's living in a way that's contrary to God's wisdom. These are the same behaviors that James has to confront in his letter. Let's now look at God's wisdom, or heavenly wisdom. Far superior to any other wisdom, heavenly wisdom includes the whole Bible. But certain books of the Bible, called wisdom literature, were written solely for the purpose of giving us, giving us skills for living, helping us to make right choices in life. And it's not primarily about, about knowledge, it's more about know-how. It's having the wisdom to know how to live life well. And it includes humility to live the way God wants us to live. Wisdom literature, some of which was written by King Solomon, who was famous for his wisdom, includes the book of Proverbs. So here are some pro more Proverbs. Again, we need a bit of audience participation. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Very good. In this context, fear does not, does not mean to be afraid of God. It means to give God proper reverence and honor. It means to put God first. Wisdom begins with giving God the first place in our lives. The beginning of Something is this, get wisdom. What word fits there? Ooh. The answer is wisdom. <laughs> Some of you didn't know that one, but you should be getting the idea by now. Come on. <laughs> Beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. So... What that is saying is wisdom is supreme. It's more valuable than anything else. So get wisdom. Make it a priority. 
And the next one, I happen to know is Victoria's favourite proverb. It's a shame she's not here today. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Somebody thought it might be wisdom again, but it's, it's, not, it's not that easy. So anyway, glad some of you were paying attention. Okay. So when we have everything in our lives submitted to God and put our lives under his control, that is the meaning of true wisdom. Now the book of James can be thought of as the New Testament version of the book of Proverbs. It's full of wise sayings. James is interested in having a practical faith about doing. We've already heard in chapter 2 that faith without works is dead and how faith and deeds fit together hand in glove. In the same sort of way, wisdom without deeds is useless. So what is true wisdom like? This is my second point. What are the characteristics of wisdom? The results of having wisdom are described by James in today's passage. He says, if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honourable life, doing good works with humility. That comes from wisdom. Humility is a key part of wisdom. It involves being teachable. In a famous survey, drivers were asked to rate their driving skills as above average, average or below average. Nearly 80% rated themselves as above average. Now this clearly cannot be true. And as we know from experience, it's not true, don't we? Um, People consistently overrate their skills and think they don't need to keep on learning. This shows a lack of humility. Proud people are difficult to teach because they think they already know it all. But humble people are teachable and acknowledge that they need to grow in wisdom. Now, last last Father's Day, two of my grandchildren gave me this sign for my garden. Everybody read that. It says, keep on growing. Now, this piece of wisdom does not just apply to gardening. It applies to the whole of life, especially to wisdom. So, what is true wisdom like? The wisdom from above is, first of all, pure, is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. Is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds, shows no favoritism, and is always sincere. Let's briefly consider each of these qualities of wisdom. First of all, it's pure, it's untainted by the world, which is full of impurity. James 1 verse 29 says, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, 
to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Wisdom is peace-loving. It seeks peace and unity. How we could do with more of that wisdom at the moment in the world today. Wisdom is gentle. It's humble. It doesn't pressure others to do something. It leads by example. Wisdom is willing to yield. It doesn't insist on getting its own way. It's prepared to back down so that peace and unity can be uh, achieved. Mercy. Wisdom is full of mercy. It's ready to forgive. And it sees the best in people. It's not suspicious. Wisdom is full of good deeds. Wisdom is very practical. Wisdom sees a need and seeks to meet that need. It seeks to be a blessing to people. Wisdom is on the lookout to show kindness. Wisdom is impartial. It treats everyone equal, equally. It doesn't show favoritism or prejudice. And finally, wisdom is sincere, which literally means it's without a mask. It's genuine. There's no pretense in what wisdom does. Now let's look at the contrast between heavenly and satanic wisdom. Or demonic wisdom. You can see that these are complete opposites. For example, instead of purity, there is impurity. Instead of being peace-loving, satanic wisdom causes strife and division, even wars. True wisdom is gentle and humble, whereas demonic wisdom is arrogant and forceful. In fact, these are all the sorts of evil in society and and even in the church because of people following self-centred ways. The Bible calls this following the sinful nature. And James has to confront many of these behaviours in his letter. So we come to point three. How can I grow in wisdom? Three points I want to emphasize. First of all, having the right attitude. To keep on growing. Don't say, I can't change, I'm okay as I am, I don't want to change. Instead, be ready and willing to learn wisdom. And most importantly of all, to be filled with the spirit of wisdom. And I especially want to focus on this this morning. So let's now get to the real root of the problem. James says, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? James's readers were following the evil desires coming from their sinful nature. And this is the problem we all face, battling against those sinful desires that are part of our inner nature and the answer is to be surrendered to the Holy Spirit so here we see the surrendered life against the self-centered life 
Galatians 5.16, Paul says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. And the Amplified Version says, But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. Then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature. So let's look at Holy Spirit wisdom. And if Spirit is, is described in Ephesians chapter 1 as a spirit of wisdom and revelation. So, Holy Spirit wisdom. Let's have a look at Holy Spirit wisdom. To be filled with the spirit of wisdom. That's actually the highest form of wisdom. There's no greater wisdom than that. We should also be controlled by the Holy Spirit. It's his power at work in us, not ours. I'm probably going to show my age now by saying that I remember the time when cars didn't have power steering. Anybody remember that? Some of the older people, yeah. Um, And particularly if you had a big car, it was a real, really hard work to do a turn in the road, what we used to call a three-point turn. Um, Yeah, it it was very, it was a real struggle. Um, But then, not long after I started driving, power assist came in and it was so much easier it was in fact a doddle Uh, not not much effort required at all to turn the wheel and do that big maneuver of turning in the road and it's like this in the christian life we can find it a real struggle if we don't have the holy spirit's power within our lives it's a real struggle without him but with him it's so much easier it's like on eagle's wings, the Bible says. Um, so um, that makes the real difference for us. Um, lastly, we should be led by the Holy Spirit, following his promptings, instead of the promptings of the sinful nature. It's often his, a gentle inner voice that we can hear. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6 says, In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. He will guide you to walk with the Holy Spirit. You need to talk with the Holy Spirit. This seems so simple, but is often neglected. It's something we need to do more. I'll speak for myself there. But if you follow the Holy Spirit's wisdom, then your life will be full of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all very wise qualities. Now there's an interesting example of being full of the spirit and wisdom in Acts chapter 6. There we read, But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. 
So the 12 apostles called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not waiting at tables. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom, and we will give them this responsibility. And among those seven that were chosen were Stephen and Philip, who were being described as full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, who were chosen to serve in disputing the food to widows, which may seem a fairly menial task, but start by somewhere, by serving other people. You can do that, as we already heard this morning, giving Lizzie support to say, put your name on a list to, to do something to serve. Um, do it wholeheartedly and be faithful with the, with the little that God's given you to do. And then, like Stephen and Philip, God will use you for great things. To sum up, this is a quote from one of my favourite wise men. I don't suppose any of you will know who this person is unless you're from South Africa. Anybody know? No, I didn't expect so. But this is someone called Andrew Murray. He was a South African pastor who led a revival in 1860 to 1862 in South Africa. Same time, actually, there was a revival going on in Manchester. Um, he was a man of great wisdom, um, and he wrote some classic Christian books. But this is a quote here from one of his books. It is the will of God that every one of his children should live entirely and unceasingly under the control of the Holy Spirit. I mean, wow. Does that sound amazing? And that's what, indeed, what God wants for our lives. Now, I've been a Christian for over 45 years, so I was racking my brains to think, are there any gems of wisdom that I've sort of accumulated over those 45 years that I could share with you? But I couldn't really improve on this piece of wisdom to live your whole life under the control of the Holy Spirit. If you do that, then you will be living a life of wisdom. So finally, let's make our response. I want to bring before you three challenges. First, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Do you need to make a decision to put God first today? Will it be your way or God's way? Jesus died so that you can have a fresh start, so all the, all the bad stuff can be wiped away and have a fresh, clean slate. So why don't you choose Jesus today? That will be a start of living a life of wisdom. To everyone else, I want to say keep on growing in wisdom. Make sure you're reading the Bible every day. You should, I, you, you should be reading at least one chapter of the New Testament a day. Um, you could try a Bible reading plan. I do recommend this. And there are lots of ones. Um, Nicky Gumbel, who's the, the author of the Alpha Course, has done one called Bible in One Year. 
Now that's quite a lot, it takes about half an hour a day. But if you want to start small, there's a wisdom section at the start of every day. And you could just do that wisdom section and you can grow in wisdom that way. But whatever you do, stay hungry for more of God. Keep growing in wisdom. And lastly, and most importantly, be filled, be being filled with the spirit of wisdom. Be surrendered to him. In all your ways, submit to him. And remember, the Christian life is power-assisted. Get power-assisted by the Holy Spirit. It's not by your own efforts. And that's why we need a Holy Spirit encounter today. So if the band could come up again. You know, a wise prayer to pray is, Come, Holy Spirit. That's a very dangerous prayer. I mean, who knows what will happen when we pray that prayer. Um, except it will, that it will be good. 